been Albert. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or just so to happen find this recording, and welcome to the Marvel Men podcast, a podcast where us Marvel nerds talk about all things MCU 24-7, 365. I'm your co-host, Zach Penicillo, along with my co-host, Alex. Woo-woo! What's up? And my other co-host, Tommy DeVito. Alex, you just hey, got the balloon. Yeah, you can't see, because I know you guys can't see this, but like, oh, Alex just did like a like filter with balloons. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's a good time to celebrate, because after two years and two, maybe three months, Loki is finally back. Ah, oh, thank, yeah. thank you, is Jesus. Season two is upon us. Yes. yes, I have waited so I'm so excited for this. But before we get started on our review for season two, episode one, Ouroboros, we got something real quick. There's obviously a lot of topics that's gonna come out between this and our last episode, but like we'll save that for the next multiverse mega. But one thing we can't ignore: the WGA strike, the Rise of America, has officially ended. They have reached, they have reached a yeah. new deal. They took it. And now, currently, the Sapphire is currently meeting and talking with the studios to get their strike resolved. So basically saying, pencils are back up. Projects can continue writing. That can happen. And basically saying, like, so they can technically, they can announce some projects. Meaning, like, for projects that don't have an actor attached to them yet, like, they can announce, like, a Doctor Doom series if they want to. Since they don't have an actor attached to Doctor Doom yet. They could they can announce Nova. They can announce that. They can announce Silver Surfer. It's like it's just stuff that hasn't been officially confirmed yet. Doesn't have actors attached to them. They can announce. So cool. But then SAG After Strike that should be over in a couple weeks. I'm assuming because the WGA one is over. They're talking right now, as we speak, to like to get this settled. So hopefully it does. But also there was two delays that were announced. Two series have been delayed. Ironheart and Agatha Darkhold Diaries. Agatha has been delayed from early 2024 to September 2024, probably to coincide with Halloween, so I actually think that is kind of smart. Makes sense if you ask me. And then this one is actually, if you were looking forward to Ironheart, you're going to have to wait a, lo- a while, because it's not coming out until late 2025. <sighs> and it finished filming in 2022. So that makes me think, damn, Dominique Thorne is going to look so much older. Oh my god. Neck. Let me see Either way, I mean, because there's apparently rumors either, but Echo is still com- like Loki's still coming out on time. As as because we're just a review for the episode, those who wouldn't be making this, is, then this would be a multiverse mega episode. Like <laughs> um, the Marvels is still coming out. What if season two is coming out on Christmas? Still, the episode titles have supposedly been leaked, but we'll talk about that in, in a multiverse mega episode. Mm-hmm. If we get to it by the time Loki ends, because it's going to end like November. Echo and Echo is still coming out. As scheduled. So basically saying, he's going to be interesting because we're not going to have content after Echo for a bit. Yeah. Unless the SAG after strike gets resumed, then they can do continue work on Deadpool 3 and, uh, and everything. And also announce the cast for the Fantastic Four as what uh as what yes. director Matt Chapman was saying uh, in, a recent, in, in a recent interview. And from what I'm seeing, if the Fantastic Four are already been cast, 
I think Shackman, Kevin Feige, and the rest of the guys at Marvel Studios, I think they're just waiting for uh, for the SAG after strike to end. I think they really are. Assuming they they cast people before the strike started because like they couldn't legally cast anyone. Like I remember or announce castings. Like I remember like like days before the the actor strike began and people like it was like very close. I mean, James Gunn literally announced the entire cast for Superman Legacy. Like he announced, okay, he announced Superman, he announced Mr. Terrific, Guy Gardner, etc. So basically saying it was like, okay, get announce what I can now. So they're probably just waiting now. Anyway, let's get into it. Loki is why we're here. We've yes. been since Quantumania, which actually fun fact, the post credit scene with Loki and Mobius in Quantumania was a scene from Loki season two, as confirmed by Owen Wilson. He said, yeah, I was never on set for Quantumania. We just, that was that scene you're talking about. We filmed that for Loki season two. Damn. So we will be seeing that scene again. So in case in a few episodes you guys are like, wait, didn't I see this scene already? Yes, you did. It was the credit scene for Quantumania. But yeah, I got to tell you though, what a way to kickstart season two. I know people said this episode wasn't very good. The earlier reviews, but I'm like, what are you talking about? This episode was great. Like, from what they said, they said the first two episodes are a bit slow, and then episodes three and four is when it picks up. If they're saying this episode wasn't that good and this ep- and this episode was great, I can only imagine what the future is going to be. Mm-hmm. But also, here's here's another big thing. Here's another blink and you'll miss it reference in the episode. When, when we get to the temporal loom, we see, oh, yeah. a, certain, we see a certain animation kind of style. And a certain symbol when the door is open. Basically saying that is a reference to the 2000, to the Fox X-Men movies when Cerebro would open up with the X. It was flat reference. It was like the same shapes, animation style. When that happened, I lost my shit. I was like, (laughs) I was freaking out. I think everybody was. I think everybody was. But 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 I think I could speak. But also, here's another fun fact about this episode because here's the thing i actually did a little digging on the internet before we all hopped into the studio to record here's the biggest thing kehoi kwan who plays Ouroboros or ob for short this episode it turns amazing. out it turns out he was actually a stunt coordinator for the first x-men film that came out all the way back in 2000 no way well, so that's a cool reference but also in case you don't remember who K, I'm gonna butcher his. You know, I'll just say his name because I can never pronounce it right. I think it's uh, I think it's pronounced uh, Kehui Kwan or, or yes. Or he. A lot yeah. of you might not recognize him, but basically, if you saw Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, he was short round Indy's little sidekick, and if you saw the Goonies, he was Data, the kid with all the inventions. Plus, he was recently in a multiverse-related uh, film called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. That was like his comeback to acting. He won an Oscar yeah. for that, and now he's fully back. And now he's in now he's in Loki, which also I love. Obi's like my new favorite character now. He's just so funny. <laughs> yeah, indeed. But uh, but I will say uh, when we when we got into the thick of the episode, it basically like here's the thing: when Loki comes back to the TVA. He starts to notice uh, something a little bit different. Yes, basically, what we it basically picks up right where we left off last season. With him, he's in apparently a different TVA because there's a statue of Kang instead of the Timekeepers, and Mobius doesn't know who he is. Mm-hmm. Different Mobius. Mm-hmm. But then all of us. But then all of a sudden, 
he starts he starts glitching in and out, and then he just hops back into the TVA the into the TVA that we know. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert though. Yeah, it's a spoiler review. I mean, if you click on the episode, you sort of know we're going to be talking spoilers. Like, it's out already. Oh, yes. It it's also out. what Marvel's doing differently, which they're following with what Star Wars did with, the, with their most recent Ahsoka series. The episode is now releasing at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Time, like, Pacific time. It's 6 p.m. Basically, like, adjusted to your time. But they're releasing it at nighttime now, which I think is a great idea. Because the 3 a.m. release just was not working. Because mm-hmm. like you could wake up at like six seven in the morning, check your phone, and boom, it's spoiled on the internet. Like, like, like you like I would not want that spoiled. Like I'd have to like watch the episode. I have to like set my alarm to wake up at like six a.m. before like I had like work or school to watch episodes so I didn't get spoiled. Mm-hmm. It was annoying as hell. So, so basically saying yeah. So I like think this release is better because people are going to be home at night. They can watch and talk about it the next day at work. And then I have to worry about getting spoiled by people who stayed up till 3 a.m. So I think this is a good strategy. I hope they continue this with their other shows, although I don't know, given that the What If and Echo are both having every episode released on the same day. So I would not be surprised if they do. No, they confirmed it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they end up. So I hope they continue this when it comes to the shows that have the weekly release. So I guess like Daredevil... And all that stuff. Yeah, Daredevil born again. Daredevil, yeah. Daredevil, Agatha, so on. Anyway. Yeah. And back to this. Hmm. But yeah, I gotta tell you though, with when it comes when it comes to the first episode of Loki season two, I thought it was a great start for like seeing like how Loki was going, given the fact that he's been glitching but glitching in time between uh the past, the present, and the future. Especially when Ouroboros confirmed that he was time slipping. Time works differently in the TVA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure that was a shitty impression of him. Yeah, and and I think he said that it's impossible to time slip within the TVA because because within the TVA you can't like, you know. Yeah, I actually have a theory. I don't think he was time slipping. I think he was multiverse. I think he was Earth slipping, which are different. Mainly just because. Like the TVA, we know it exists somewhere outside of time. But now, thing also, too, because if you remember at the beginning, there was a statue of Kang, and there were things, even though he hasn't made it seem like, okay, he was going in time with like Obi remembering seeing Mobius or being told about Mobius and then remembering Loki when he showed up and then having like the device he needed, like not remembering, and then all of a sudden he remembered it once Loki was talking to him in the past. I don't know, like, and especially like that crack being there, saying, yeah, it's been there since I start, first started here, when Loki saw it happen. But this also, thing. but also, here's another big, uh, another big twist uh, that we saw during the episode. Judge Ravana Renslayer, Guggen Vavatha Ross character, it turns out that she was in cahoots with He Who Remains. Wait, really? How'd I miss that? Yeah, because because uh, here's the thing in the episode Loki was a uh, Loki was looking over this uh this message recorder. That's right. She was talking. To yeah, Kira yeah, and it turns out uh we're, we weren't sure about about her which Kangarian it was. I'm assuming it's he who remains. It has to be because the the other the multiverse didn't kill him yet, and the multiverse wasn't a thing. Yeah, and yeah, from what he who remains assuming said to Ravana, "Thank you for being a part of my team. You are." Tr- and he called and he called and he and he told her that 
or that that she's quite a marvel. Now, Ooh. oh, quite a marvel. I get it. Because here's wait, the thing. I'm, wait, no, it, I don't. It, think actually, it actually knew. makes sense to think about it because in the comics, for those who don't know, in the comics, uh, Kang the Conqueror and Ravana Renslayer are. are they had like a thing with each other. I mean, because yes. uh, when, uh, when, Kang, when like Kang, uh conquered uh, her her empire, which was from like uh, an alternate version of Earth, like somewhere in the 40th century. I want to see the sword ship. Kang's ship that's a that's a giant sword that sometimes he grows big and he picks up and he's using it as a weapon. I want to see the Kang Dynasty, maybe. Probably, but no, but no, I don't think Ravana knew just because season one she didn't know she was a variant. Of like principal, like Reggie, because she was like, "Oh, this is Principal Renslayer." I think, I think she was talking to to another TVA agent. I don't think she was talking to Kang because she she was even surprised about the timekeepers being fake. So I don't think she knew. She wasn't in this episode because we know she went looking for answers at the end of the finale. So we don't know. But it's interesting. Hmm. But either way, I think Loki was multiverse slipping because there was a statue of Kang that he crashed into. And then the scene in the war room when he took the pruning, the time stick. I don't know what the hell the thing was called. I'm just going to... And the pruning stick. I'm just going to call it the prune stick. And he jabbed it against the wall and the tapestry the timekeepers changed to a statue of Kang. So to a tapestry of Kang. Jonathan Major's face, front and center, by the way. I'm going to get to him in a minute. But that Mobius and everyone else had no memory of it. But yet we saw them getting... People like Obi getting new memories when Loki was interacting in the past. So how would they not remember that Kang statue? Mm. It was right there. So I think he was Earth. I, I they're definitely going to explain because they did solve him slipping at the end of the episode with the whole temporal loop, and then Loki having to be pruned. Which also, who do you think pruned him? Mm. Sylvie, we know that. I mean, what do you think, Zach? Mm. I don't know. It could be anyone. Honestly, it could be Ravana. Mm. It could be Mobius. X five, who we met. B twenty five from last season. I you mean B fifteen? B fifteen. That's what I meant. Yes, B fifteen, X five, Obi, Ravana, Mobius, Kang. Even I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know either. At this point, guess, some of the things where it could be anyone except Sylvie. I guess Maybe we'll find out soon enough. But speaking know. of Sylvie, you guys want to talk about that post credit scene? Because holy freaking shit, yep. she's in like 1982. 1982. Oklahoma, but it's also said branch timeline. And that's the and then she ends up ending up at a McDonald's. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, Zach, uh I was gonna say, uh, given the fact that she ended up uh somewhere at McDonald's, uh you have any you guys have like any indicator on on like why she's there or like I mean because she does cause from what I remember, I don't think Sylvie has any cash on her. I think she was gonna use well, I don't think she was totally fully familiar with the whole paying for stuff thing. But also, too, I think also remember she's a Loki. They have mind control. They can just control the people or create an illusion to make them think she paid. She says, I want to try everything. Because we know she's working at McDonald's by the trailer, which also shows that most of the stuff in the trailer for season two was shown in this episode. So they're really keeping... So I'm guessing like the next episode is going to be the, the scene at McDonald's. And then like the stuff with like... Because Kang was shown in the trailer, too. But also... Speaking of Kang, I think we have to talk about the elephant in the room here. Jonathan Majors. Oh, God. Here so we, we know go. about his arrest. His trial is currently still going on, although apparently they had till October 6th to respond. Otherwise, the case would be dismissed. Wait, October 6th came and went. 
Exactly. There's been no news on it. So I don't know what happened. I'm assuming both sides, his ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari, probably responded to her legal team because she fled the country in like August. Oh, God. For when this was supposed to start. So I don't yeah, know. My best guess, I mean, they were, I think they were trying to keep it on the down low. But so, but like one of the, like, the producers of Loki season two flat out said, Jonathan Major's arrest did not affect the show. They did not edit him out. They did not reshoot anything. This show had no reshoots. So that could be good because I mean, like, one thing like I constantly bash Quantumanium for is changing its ending, reshooting its ending. I could not stand that they did that. I like the Kang winning ending, but that's just me. Better, even though I like the movie Quantumania. I bashed them for that ending. They did not change. So this could be for better that they didn't do it, or it could be for worse. I don't know. But they said they're not editing the show to make Jonathan Majors less important. Would you say, good. Don't let us suffer. Because basically, because they also, one of the producers from Marvel flat out said, they're not firing Jonathan Majors. They are keeping him as Kang, and he will stay Kang unless he is found guilty. So basically well, saying, that's a good so basically saying if he gets off, which I'm pretty sure he will, given what the evidence that's been made public knowledge, I'm pretty sure he's going to, um, like, like he's going to be stay hanged. Because Disney and Marvel, they don't want to jump the gun again like they do with James Gunn, like they do with Johnny Depp. Oh, God, let that, let's not open that can of worms. No, I'm just saying both of those, I'm just saying both of those people were proven, were accused of stuff and then were proven innocent and proved that they didn't do it. So I feel like they don't want to do that again for the third time because that's a bad reputation that makes future actors yeah, exactly. want to work with them. That can like alienate any actors that want to work with them. They can oh, basically saying something happens or anyone to want to work with them, saying oh, if I get accused of something, if it's not true, they're just gonna fire me anyway. But no, now they're I'm glad they're learning from their lessons as well as not wanting to throw away good talent. Jonathan Major is a very good actor. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I, I can't wait to see Victor Timely. I can't wait to see Immortus. I can't wait to see Rama Tut. I can't wait to see more Kangs. I mean, especially especially when we get to the next Avengers film, which. It literally I mean, has it's not going to be a long, long time before that film comes out. Shoot. Plus, assuming if they did fire Jonathan Majors, assuming they wouldn't be able to get him back, just watch. Then James Gunn announces, J- just, just, just announced that Jonathan Majors has been cast as Trigon or something like for DC. And they couldn't get him oh back. Oh my God. Actually, come to think of it, if he actually joins the DC universe, I, I I don't think he will for a good while just because he's Kang. Yeah, I know that. I mean, I mean, but people, I mean, but people who have been in the DC world and the Marvel world, they could actually like, uh, James Gunn has said there is a possibility for a crossover between Marvel and DC for a movie, but he did say that DC needs time to build up its universe first. And I completely agree, but I'd love to see a Marvel live action movie. Like to see Superman on the same screen as captain America. That's like everybody. That's like every nerd's wet dream. Oh God. Yeah. But also, but also when we saw the, the, but also the thing with us that with Loki season two, could this be possible that that about what I said from from a few episodes ago that we were talking about a potential MCU soft reboot after Avengers Secret Wars? But here's the, but here's the thing: could Loki season two be the one that like sets it all up? Potentially, but interesting to see now because it seems like the Council of Kangs is like wants the loom to overload. Hmm. It seems like the oh the six one six TVA now, which was the which is the sacred timeline TVA, may means that I guess like they want it to to clip to to unweave everything the loom has been weaving the new realities. Which also, I'm curious now, what do you think caused the branch to slip before Loki could kill not Loki before Sylvie could kill He Who Remains to stop 
the branch from happening. Because remember, there was a branch happening before he died. I think mm. originally it was written to be Wanda becoming the Scarlet Witch. Because originally it was supposed to be WandaVision, Loki, well, Loki Season 1, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Spider-Man No Way Home, which was going to lead into that. Then things got delayed and Sony didn't delay No Way Home when Multiverse of Madness did. So they had to have No Way Home lead into Multiverse of Madness. So I think it was the spells, what was causing that, that brought mm-hmm. the Spideys, the three Spideys together. So that's what I think that was. And then Sylvie killed it. So then killed He Remains. Then, but I also think, what, why do you think Loki was time slipping? Or as they're calling it time slipping, I think he was earth slipping, but still. Why do you think he was slipping? I'm just curious. Hmm. Maybe because Sylvie pushed him out as the multiverse was splitting open. I mean, it's possible. I mean, what are your thoughts on this, Zach? Hmm. Maybe the multiverse. Sorry, sorry. Maybe the multiverse could be split open, but uh, at this point, I don't really know. Wait, I think I got it. What's I think it's going what if okay, it was, lay it on us, lay it on us. What if when Sylvie pushed him through the door using Kang, using Hero Remains' tempad bracelet thing, whatever the hell, whatever the fuck it was, using his one, that's the multiverse at that point was being split open. What if when she pushed him, he like temporarily slipped and he was in two Earths at the same time, but then went to at, but then ended up in the TVA where nobody knew him. But then could that be like an incursion? But because the TVA is outside of time, it's a different type of incursion. Because we know what incursion is when your Earth is trying to catch up to you. And vice versa, if you're on another Earth. That's why you can't be on a different Earth for too long, because then the two worlds are going to collide. Because maybe... Because also remember, Loki doesn't exist after Avengers Infinity War. He's not supposed to exist. He's supposed to... Because like Infinity War, his death by the hand of Thanos is his ultimate end. He's not supposed to exist. Every variant that's gone off that path has been pruned. Basically saying... Could that have been where maybe because he was merging with that Earth too, because Loki isn't supposed to exist anymore with that Earth's TVA and the two Earths, the two TVAs and those Earths were trying to catch up to him, both trying to claim him as their own before Obi told them told them the way to do it. Okay, Moby, you got to go into the loom, you got to pull him out when he's being pruned. I don't know. It's just a theory I have. I know hmm. a lot of people now. I mean. It's a possible theory. I mean, but we don't know how the rest of the how the rest of the season will go because we, we have because this is just the first episode and we got like five episodes of this left. Yes, I think next episode is gonna be the McDonald's one. Which also, also I don't know if anybody knew, but McDonald's because Loki filmed at a McDonald's and Sylvie's working at McDonald's. They're doing like I saw these like commercials like McDonald's where it was like using intertwined with Loki season two where they're doing like a special promotion where. The sweet and sour dipping sauce, since it's green, is going to be, like, themed to be Loki. In the sense of, like, the sauce is, I don't think it's going to change anything. It's just, like, the design of, like, the packet when you peel it off. Like, it's going to be, like, Loki-themed. So, basically saying, if you want, like, a limited edition Loki Season 2 dipping sauce packet, I guess go to McDonald's and order the sweet and sour sauce. Nice. It's a good way for business. I mean, McDonald's and Loki are both getting business now because you're at a McDonald's. And also, I may as well want to try everything. Up. Also, <clears throat> business. I can Shout see out. what Sylvie's oh reaction is going to be. It's the whole, the Raven new McNuggets, as the guy put, or just the, trying fast food because she's used to Asgardian feasts before she was mm-hmm. pruned by the TVA for being a girl. Oh, God. Sylvie Laufey daughter. 
and freaking rations and like rodents because she was on the run in different time periods in the sacred timeline hiding it hiding in different apocalypses yeah but also but like i said to co- but like i said business 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 is open Shout yeah that's to- gonna be that's actually really smart marketing though if you think about it like i I haven't had mcdonald's in a minute so i may have to get it again just just so i can get the sauce for loki you know, is it weird to say that, that all three is it weird to say though that all of us are tempted uh to get some of that now i kind of want to try I know it's not, it's going to be regular. I kind of just want it so I can keep one of the packets. Like, like when Rick and Morty brought back the Szechuan dipping sauce from the 1989 Mulan, I still have some of the packets left over from the Szechuan. Because I know they're probably never bringing it back again. So the limited edition stuff, like, no joke, like, like my uncle, which, which for, I'm not going to say his name just for his safety, but my uncle, he legit has like empty cartons of the McRib so he could sell them in case they ever bring it back. Oh my just god! Have because the McRib, they always cancel the McRib, and then they always bring it back, and then they always say it's limited time. Like they keep, I, I, I think they're just gonna, they just don't want to make it a permanent part of the menu, so people will keep buying. It's like, oh, they're never gonna have it again. Mm-hmm. I think this Loki thing is a little more accurate, so they're never gonna have it again because I don't think they're gonna go back to McDonald's in a future season. Oh no. god! But yeah, that's may, just, as well, may as well make uh may as well make use of it. Limited yeah, time well, only. Yeah, because I remember, like, when Rick and Morty first mentioned the Szechuan Zippin' Sauce, people who still had packets from that original, like, 80s thing, they were selling them for, like, thousands of dollars. And they were Mm. making that money. So I'm thinking, could that be useful in a few years, in, like, another, like, five, ten years? Maybe, like, when the MCU does get its reboot, we have the old, like, Loki McDonald's thing? I don't know. I mean, it's possible. I kind of want to try it. I kind of want, I'm tempted to try this now. No, just to say that I have it. Probably. But anyways, why don't we all uh, go around the room and uh, give our final thoughts on Loki Season 2, Episode 1. Zach? All right, what are I your thoughts? give it an 8.5. Hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I agree with Zach. My, same, my score is an 8.5 out of 10 as well. It's a lot better than people were saying it was going to be. I had a feeling it was going to be good because I just love... Like, it's the most viewed MCU show and the first MCU show to get a Season 2. Was yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna have to say the same thing. Uh, eight point five out of ten. I mean, yeah, like, like, if, it, if I if I had to round it up to a whole number, I, I would say nine. But but other but nonetheless, eight point five is a uh, is pretty good if you ask me. Yeah, because like because there wasn't the a lot of action. There was there was like I said, there, there really wasn't like a lot of action that much. But it was a but good it episode. Did, but, but it was a good episode. I mean, it's a great way to like uh to get the show going. Because now the multiverse saga, we really know, okay, now we're getting deep into the multiverse now. Yes. This is going to be one of those projects to dive into that. Like, now we're getting more on, like, lore on Kang. Because, like, He Who Remains was just a taste. And then Kang in Quantumania was to show how powerful he can be. We're just showing how, how menacing he can be. Now we know there's an infinite number of them. We don't know what's happening now. But this is, like, going to say get us in. But also, cause, like... They didn't have any edge. Oh my god, I'm at the edge of my seats. But still, I think it was this is this one episode is better than the entirety of Secret Invasion. But also, also, I may as well get this off my chest real quick before before we wrap things up. Um, if Victor Timely, and because I know I've said this before in a previous episode, but if Victor Timely turns out to be the same version of Kang from from Man of the Lost Quantumania, if that turns out to be true, then I 
then I would basically flip my shit if that happens. Because if I see Howard Stark, I'm going to lose my shit. Because here's the thing. Here's what we know. At the end of Ant-Man of the Lost Quantumania, Kang gets sucked into the multiversal engine core. And Peyton Reed and Kevin Feige and everybody involved with the movie is flat up and saying, mm. without actually saying, he's still alive. So mm. that this that's going to be the Kang we're fighting in Kang Dynasty, assuming it's not the whole Beyonder thing. The ultimate Kang being the Beyonder, which is apparently like the rumors starting to pick get more traction now. So I don't know how true that's going to be. Yeah, I, I think that, that makes, cool. makes sense. That would be cool to have a, the ultimate Kang being the Beyonder. I don't. I mean, I, I mean, what, that. I mean, I mean, if it's worth uh, not, if it's worth the uh, probably setting up Doctor Doom in the future, but then again, that's um, a bit of an iffy. I've seen rumors of Killian Murphy playing Doctor Doom, and he's actually flat out said. He'll do it as what? long as the script is good. What, Cillian Murphy? Yes, Killian Murphy. Marv Oppenheimer. Killian Murphy. Doc and, and also Honestly. Downey Jr.'s in Oppenheimer. Yes. Oh, that's right. So is, so is, so is oh. Dane DeHaan. And also Florence Pugh. Yes. Florence Pugh? Yeah, honestly, Oppenheimer was a great movie. It's like I know people are saying, oh, it's a little bit picky for for Killian Murphy to be like, oh, so so we're saying though actors can do bad movies. can it's a good movie. Who cares if the script is good? Well, he was just the star of a movie that's going to win a lot of Oscars. So oh, just, he sort of has a right to be a little bit picky. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer, I, get, I gave a 10 out of 10 to. Mm-hmm. The last movie I gave a 10 out of 10 to was Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep. Make, makes sense to me. But anyways, uh, I don't know about you boys, but do you think that, uh, that kind of wraps everything up? Yeah. Um, I think. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about about this episode specifically before we... We started in or no? No. No. But yeah, I mean, other than that, but yeah, other than that, uh, that wraps everything up. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Marvel Men podcast. We also want to hear your thoughts on Loki season two, episode one. Um, yeah. So put yeah. in like on, on our Instagram page when we post, because every time we post an episode, I'm sure you guys know if you follow us on Instagram. Every time we post an episode, we post a post on Instagram saying, yo, the episode's up. Comment in the Instagram post what your thoughts on the episode was. Mm-hmm. Yes. So well, I so- will say this, though. Please be respectful if somebody comments something that you don't like. Meaning if somebody said, likes something about an episode that you didn't, please be nice. Yes. Don't be rude. But because like, we're here at the Marvel... Yeah, if we see we any like hateful comments, podcast. we will. If we see any hateful comments, we will remove that the comments and we will restrict your commenting on the page and if something else if you do something else we will block you yes because we here at the marvel men podcast tend to be a respectful community to everybody yes but other than that that other than that that does it for this week's episode if you like what you hear follow us on spotify follow us on instagram we're looking to expand to other platforms but it's going to take some time but but those will do in the meantime but In the meantime and the in-between time, we are the Marvel Men, and we will catch you for the next episode of Loki. Or that is until we or that is until we do another multiverse mega episode. It's gonna be Loki. Until then, probably gonna be Loki. But see you next week for Loki season two, Uh episode two review. Whenever that comes out, Thursday. Yep. But But other than that, we will see you on this side of the multiverse. Ciao. Bye. Ciao.